friends, and welcome back to the Habits and Home Show. Today, we are talking about how to declutter our fantasy life. And there's that fly again. Oh my God, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about our fantasy life, the life that we really want to live. And we're going to go over five areas that you can declutter out of your fantasy life. Let me get my notes back. <laughs> All right. So before we dive into these five different areas that you can declutter from your fantasy life, this fictitious life that you have dreamed up and all of these goals and aspirations that you have, but you never get around to these things. And so you hold on to all of these items that you've collected for this fantasy life that you end up never living. <laughs> so we're going to go over these five different areas. I promise you there are lots of different areas other than just these five, but I have a personal experience in these five different areas. So before we get into those five areas, there is a something that you, you could actually live the fantasy life <laughs> by managing your home well through daily resets. I preach that a lot on here. Daily resets and all day resets, resetting every area, wherever I am, being mindful, really like slowing down. When I leave a space, when I leave an area, when I am finished with a project, I am mindful. I am slowing down. I'm not just in a busy, busy rush and thinking that somebody else is going to take care of my mess. This is really what we want to teach our kids how to do, right? But we're not living this ourselves. We leave the mess for our later self to take care of, and we end up abusing ourselves, really. So I highly encourage you to create this mindset of resetting. Slow down, be more mindful about your actions. Minimize your life. Simplify your life, simplify your responsibilities, simplify your environment, simplify your actions, simplify your thoughts, simplify all of the streaming information that is coming in your space, in your zone of influence all of the time. Be really mindful, simplify your life, and it will give you the space to be more mindful. Okay. So, to help you reset, it's just a simple checklist. It's not like, you know, going to solve all your problems. If you look at it, you print it out, and you never actually apply it and learn how to reset and really just transform your way of thinking that you're not going to just leave your messy behind, you know, your messy mess <laughs> behind for your later self to take care of. You are going to reset. Life can be as simple as resetting. Now, resetting is a lot simpler and a lot easier and a lot quicker if you live a more minimalist lifestyle. So I want to help you reset. See if you can reset with the stuff that you have already in your home. And if you're still frustrated and you still feel like, oh my goodness, it takes forever to reset. I'm still not happy. Then that is when a red flag goes off and we think, okay, I need to simplify my life even more. Now I need to do some decluttering. I not only need to do some decluttering, I need to let go. I need to let go of some things in my life because I've accumulated so much. I've accumulated too much. I have pushed the boundaries to the edge 
And now it's overspilling and my brain is chaos. And my life is chaos. If your brain is chaos, then your life is chaos and everything is chaos. (laughs) So if you have accumulated too much, it's time to let go. Yes, that item might be enjoyable. Yes, that item might be purposeful and be useful. But sometimes you just have to let go of good items. So first of all, start with a reset mindset. Go over to habitsandhome.com and download my reset checklist. This is just a simple checklist to take you through all the rooms in your house in a certain order that makes sense to me. I always start in my kitchen with my kitchen reset, and then I progress through the rest of my home. And when I say resetting, this is not deep cleaning. This is like as simple as clearing your counter, clearing your sink, clearing your kid's floor, clearing your couch and resetting your pillows and your blankets, um, resetting the items on your bathroom sink, just reset. And you know how to reset if you have a baseline for where items are supposed to go. Okay. It's just like if you were to go to a department store and you pull a, a bottle of ketchup off of the off of the the shelf and you're like, oh, I really don't need that type of ketchup. I don't really need ketchup right now. Are you going to stick the Heinz ketchup in front of the great value or the store brand ketchup? And are you going to turn it sideways and you're going to like turn it upside down? No, you like if you're a mindful person and you really care and you have like some kind of like thought process of how things go, like a puzzle piece or like Tetris, you would actually put the bottle exactly where you got it from. So think of your home as a department store or a grocery store. You are resetting the items that don't belong on the counter or out of place, you're resetting them to where they're supposed to go. So then when you come back to that space, everything is nice and reset for you. Wouldn't that be a dream? That is the true fantasy life that you should aspire to be living right now until you minimize your life and simplify it and get it down to what you are capable of handling. (laughs) All right. So again, go to habitsandhome.com to download that daily reset checklist. All right, let's go into today's episode. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. All right, without further ado, five areas to declutter of your fantasy life. First of all, your craft area. <laughs> How many of y'all were in your 20s or in your teens and you watched HGTV and you loved all the crafts and maybe your mom had the creative memory scrapbooking 
thing going on and you loved it and you collected all of the, the crafts and the paper and you got on Pinterest and you want to be a Pinterest mom and you have all these crafty ideas. And then you just got bombarded with life and motherhood and you don't have time to craft and you don't have time to be the crafty mom. And oh my gosh, glitter actually gives you anxiety, (laughs) but you think, oh, it's so good. It's good stuff. And I've already spent money on it. Oh, let me just leave it in my, in my cabinets. It's not hurting anybody. Well, why, why? And how is it not hurting you? You know, it's not letting, you're not able to let go of that fantasy life that you aspire to live. Okay. So think about it. Have you even used those crafts? Probably not, but you keep shifting them around anytime you move, anytime you want to, you know, clear the space or clean in that area. You keep moving them around and you're hanging on to them because you spent money on them or you really want to be that mom, really want to be the crafty mom, but I'm just not. (laughs) And I kind of feel bad about it. It's kind of like this unspoken, like to-do list of, hey, you're not living up to what you really want to do. And so you're failing. Well, I don't need things to tell me that I'm failing. I already have enough struggle in my own head. I don't need things around my house to tell me that I am doing bad at something. (laughs) So declutter your craft area. If you haven't used your crafts, if if that was a life you lived five, 10 years ago, or even six months ago, and you're not living that type of crafty life anymore, just let it go and repeat after me. We're going to, we're going to use this word. I am letting go. Okay. Look at that, that stuff and say, it was fun while I did it. I am letting go of that. I'm letting go of that part of my life. It is okay. You can pick it up later on. Letting it go now doesn't mean that you can't do it in the future. Okay. Area number two, musical instruments and gear. (laughs) Okay. So this is something that I just weeded out of my own home. I had some piano books that I have, you know, a few piano books, but then I got a, a, collection of piano books. And I really aspired to play the piano. And I did when I turned 30, took piano lessons. I never took them as a kid, but I really want to be able to play the piano. Am I disciplining myself to play the piano and practice the the piano? Absolutely not. So I'm holding on to these books and I'm moving them around. They just came from my boy's closet. Now they were in my office. And a couple of days ago, if you're following me on Instagram, You saw where I did some decluttering and those piano books got donated because it's just a reminder that I'm not living up to my expectations. I am not living up to my hidden to-do list. Yeah. So I'm going to let it go because I have all of these ideas of what I want to do and they just build up. And then Because I have too many ideas and too many aspirations and too many hobbies that I want to do, I end up not doing anything. So I am letting go of those piano books. And when I have the time and the discipline and the motivation to train myself to play the piano, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find new piano books and I'm going to 
take in one at a time instead of having all of these piano books where I'm totally overwhelmed and I'm not even a fluent piano player. (laughs) Okay, area number three for you to declutter from your fantasy life self, exercise equipment. (laughs) So a couple of years ago, I got into yoga. Well, for Christmas, my husband bought me a what what are what are those things called? Oh, the blocks, the yoga blocks to where you're like bending over and you're not able to touch your toes yet. Well, you're supposed to put your hands on the blocks. And sometimes you put your hand, your the blocks underneath your hips and all these different things. Well, I never used them. I had a fantasy of using them. I had a dreams of using them. I had a dreams of being like the most flexible yoga person ever. <laughs> Did I stick with it? No. Did I keep the equipment for a couple of years? Absolutely. Did it travel with me to my different houses? Yes. Then eventually I was like, what am I doing to myself? Let it go. And I said, I am letting you go. So do you have any exercise equipment that you have accumulated because you have this fantasy that you are going to be this athletic fitness person and you're actually going to work out from home? Absolutely not. You people who who really work out from home, I applaud you. I did it for a little while. I would walk and then I would do like the bare minimum. I would do like squats and some crunches. And what else did I do? That was basically it. Walk, squat, squats, and crunches every day. But I, I like going to the gym. I like getting out of my house. It's a treat to me. I like it. And they have the equipment. I don't have to have it in my house. I will gladly pay the membership that is very, very minimal for me to pay to be a part of a gym and to go and use their equipment. You don't have to own everything. If you have these dreams and aspirations, you don't actually have to own the equipment. The same goes, now this is not on the list, but the same goes with books. I know that y'all love books and a lot of people like to acquire books, but you read it and then what does it do? It sits there. Will you go back to read it? Oh, the the chances are very slim that you actually go back and read a book. Now, some of y'all are like book people and you like read your books over and over again. I am not that person. But why can't you just borrow the book? Why can't you ask a friend? Why can't you check it out from the library? Okay. I love going to the library. I find it's so resourceful. I mean, you can go and check out any book you want (laughs) and it's there and you don't have to own it and buy it. And I love the habit of going to the library. It feels very nostalgic from when I was a child and I used to go with my mom. So think about equipment and things that you can borrow without actually buying them. So back to exercise equipment. Have you fantasized about being a certain person or being this really skinny person who's really, really fit, but you want all the exercise equipment at home. And so you accumulate everything and you have your dumbbells and your weights, but your kids actually play with them as well as those stretchy bands that end up popping everybody and they tie them to the dog. And then they make this slingshot across two chairs. Y'all come on, just let it go. (laughs) All right. Area number four is cooking gadgets and utensils. (laughs) I know you ladies have a lot of kitchen gadgets and cooking gadgets and utensils because you make that one pie 
every Christmas and you're going to be that person or you have these platters that you only bring out on a certain day. Why can't you just have white platters? Why? I don't understand why we have to have Christmas platters to have a Christmas tree on them. Like you can literally only use that whole set of platters and plates and dining, the dining set. I don't even know what it's called. (laughs) Serving ware. You could only use it one day of of the year. That takes up a lot of room. You know what's best or better is to just have white. Just have white, plain plates and put a pretty centerpiece in the middle of your table. You do not have to have Christmas trees or Santa Clauses or reindeers on your plates. Okay, so kitchen gadgets and utensils. So what was that thing that you wanted? Think about in your head. What was that dish that you wanted to cook? So you bought the certain gadget because you thought you were going to do it. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to make my life so much easier. And I'm going to be able to cook dinner every single night. And I'm going to be like Betty Crocker or Paula Dean or um, what's that other lady? the pioneer woman. (laughs) You can see how much I cook as far as like gourmet cooking. And you bought all of these cool kitchen gadgets and everything, but you're not using them and they're just taking up space and you're like barely even shutting your utensil drawer. Am I right now? (laughs) And you have all of these, like the instant pot and you have the air fryer. Now I'm not talking bad about those things. If you use it, if you actually live the fantasy that you have already dreamed up. But like I said, sometimes we create too many fantasies and we have all of these different ideas and we we accumulate so much that we can't even focus. Y'all, there is great value in scarcity. I have an Instant Pot. I use it weekly and I don't have a crock pot. I don't have an air fryer. I have one big kitchen gadget and I find it to be very, very handy. If you have something and you only have one of it, you're going to more likely use it unless it, as opposed to having a bunch of kitchen gab- gadgets, and then you have to like manage them and then figure out what recipes to use them for. Slim down your kitchen gadgets, especially if you're not even using them. So think about your kitchen. Do you have any utensils? Do you have any kitchen gadgets that were a part of your fantasy life? You wanted to be this person but you're just not living up to it. And every time you open the cabinet, that device or that gadget talks to you and says, huh, you're a loser. You are not using me. (laughs) Let it go. Repeat after me. I am letting you go. All right, area number five. Now this is not really your personal items, but mamas, I'm speaking right to you. How many of y'all have these fantasies and these dreams about certain toys that you want your kid to love and play with, okay? How about all those wood toys that all of us crunchy moms want our kids to play with and they end up not playing with them? Now you might be like, oh, my kids do play with them because we don't have devices and we don't have all of this. Well, this episode isn't for you. (laughs) How many of y'all have how are hanging on to toys because you love them, because you want your kid to play with them and they're just not playing with them. So you've created this fantasy life for your kid and you're 
you know, you're stuck and you're just managing all of these toys because they're just dumping them out and not really using them the way that they should be used. They're not playing with the toys the way they should be playing with them. And they have so many bins and boxes of toys. And the fun part about these toys is just dumping them all on the floor. Yeah, let's pick up this. Then your kids are overwhelmed because there's a huge mess and you're like, clean up this mess. And they can't because too much of a good thing is no longer a good thing. And your kids' boundaries and their limitations are off the charts. They cannot pick up all the toys that you have given them. They might like them all, but they can't manage them all. So think about these projections that you are putting out on your kids' toys. What toys are you creating fantasies about? And you want your kids to play with these certain toys, but it's just not happening. Mama, it is time to, what do I say? Let it go. Let it go. And even if you're at, I don't even, I don't even understand why some of y'all ask your kids, do you like this? Who cares if they like it? You're the one having to pick it up every day. (laughs) Your kid's going to say, yeah, I like it. Okay. They don't know boundaries. They don't know like how to limit themselves. They are like little babies and they want everything. Like if you put all the candy in front of your, your toddler, they're not going to know when to stop. So you asking them, do you, do you like this? So yes, they like all of the things. They don't want you to get rid of anything. (laughs) So you have to be the mom and you have to make the decision, but you first have to let go of the fantasy life that you have created and projected onto your kids and your kids toys. So, ouch, I know that that might be like some like eye-opening, you know, yeah, wow. I have been doing that. I have been fantasizing about my kids' playtime, and I'm holding on to these toys because I I really want them, and I'm fantasizing about them playing with them, but it's not really happening. That is something that you can let go of, okay? All right, so I know this was a tough one. This was really hitting it home right here, okay? Five areas to declutter of your fantasy life. Crafts. Let the arts and crafts go if you're not using them and not utilizing them, and it's just a burden to you, and it's like you feel bad because you're, you've let it go and you want to get back to crafting, but you're just not. And it's exhausting. And your kids, you don't want to get all your crafts out and all your, your scrapbooking because your kids all get into it. Just let it go for now. You could pick it back up later on when you have time and you have some, some space, some space to let yourself enjoy that hobby. Area number two, musical instruments and gear. If you have aspired to learn how to play a musical instrument or you want your kids to play a musical instrument, like my daughter who I bought a violin for because she showed interest in playing the violin and then she ended up hating it. I still have the violin because I have this fantasy of somebody in my house playing the violin. Ouch. I need to practice what I preach and probably go ahead and sell that violin. Okay. Area number three, exercise equipment. You've bought it. You bought that treadmill. What is it doing? Probably collecting clothes. Time to let it go. Put it on marketplace, sell it. Number four, cooking and kitchen gadgets and utensils. You have aspired to be this great chef or you want to try this one recipe that uses this one cooking utensil or this gadget and you're just not doing it. 
let those items go. And number five is your kids' toys. We need to rein it back in. Stop projecting these fantasy, this fantasy life onto our kids' toys. That is definitely something that we can weed out. All right, friends, I know this was a tough love episode, but hopefully it opens your eyes to what our habits are as people, as women, as moms, projecting this fantasy life of really what we want but it's not happening and we're just frustrated. This is a great way to simplify our life, to live more minimal. If you desire to be a minimalist, highly recommend it. I encourage it. This is one way that we can look around our home and think, huh, where it, where, where are the fantasies that I am projecting, putting out and I'm not living up to those fantasies. I'm not really doing what I want, what I want to do. Okay. And I could just let that hobby go for now. I could always pick it up later, but I want to relieve myself of that pressure of the maintenance of having those items in my home. I'm going to let that go. Okay. I know this is tough love, like I said, episode, but I hope you find it encouraging. If you declutter some of those areas, I want to hear from you. Take a screenshot of what you've decluttered, share it on your social media stories and tag me. Also, you can find all the show notes as well as a breakdown of this episode on my blog at Habits and Home. All right, don't forget to go while you're over there and download my daily reset checklist. And I'll see you right here next time at the Habits and Home Show.